I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. Good morning. Michael McCormack is still the country's deputy prime minister after surviving a nationals leadership challenge by Barnaby Joyce. Mr McCormack says he doesn't expect another challenge as politicians gather in Canberra for the first parliamentary sitting day of 2020. Emerging victorious, Michael McCormack survives his biggest test yet. It's a great honour and a privilege to continue to serve as the leader of the National Party. Fending off a leadership challenge from predecessor Barnaby Joyce. I've uh, shook hands with Barnaby. Uh, we're going to move on. Easier said than done after Barnaby's warning the Nationals are being steered off course, losing support in regional Australia to Conservative minor parties. Well, it's not about me wanting my old job back. It is about the Nationals being seen in clear colours with their own voice. Having stood down as leader two years ago, dogged by his affair and allegations of sexual harassment. I'm going to accept my faults and look forward to what we can do in the future. Remaining on the back bench for now, along with former deputy Bridget McKenzie, forced to resign over the sports rort scandal and replaced by David Littleproud. This is about hope. This is about vision for our people in regional and rural Australia. The Greens placing hope in their new leader. A day after Richard Di Natale stood down, the member for Melbourne, Adam Bantz, being chosen to guide the party into the next decade. Scott Morrison has got us on track for three degrees of global warming, and that is a catastrophe. Watching on from the sidelines, the Prime Minister's been spared from having to forge a new coalition agreement with the Liberals' junior partner, hoping to start the new year with renewed stability. The coalition will always be strong and the, the leaders of the parties have always worked closely together for the good of the country. We need to unite, we will unite. Marking Parliament's return with a morning church service, the two leaders in harmony. <laughs> Olivia Leeming, Seven News. Live now to political editor Mark Riley in Canberra. Good morning, Mark. Another political year, two more challenges. Is Michael McCormack's leadership safe now? Yeah, good morning, And Well, no, I don't think it is. If this was as close as uh, some nationals are claiming, just one or two votes in it, then Barnaby Joyce isn't done yet. It was a significant victory for Michael McCormack, but Mr Joyce's backers will seize any opportunity to take another crack at him, believing he's been left wounded today. Matt Canavan's decision to resign last night from the Ministry probably backfired on Barnaby Joyce, handing Michael McCormack another Cabinet vacancy that he was able to trade for crucial votes. David Littleproud is a good choice 
choice as Nationals deputy. He's clearly the party's best performer at the moment and a future leader, I believe. But the most relieved people today are Scott Morrison, who gets stability and a Nationals leader he knows he can deal with, and Labor, which admits it feared a return of Barnaby Joyce because, despite what happens in the halls of this place, Barnaby Joyce is the biggest threat they could face among voters in the region, Sam. All right, New Year, and they're off already. Thank you very <laughs> much, Mark. The lawyer-turned-police informant at the centre of the Lawyer X scandal is giving evidence at the Royal Commission today. Chanel Vella is in Melbourne for us. Chanel, good morning to you. What has Nicola Gobbo had to say? Well, Anne, it was a very tense morning. Nicola Gobbo was meant to begin her evidence at 9.30, but when they dialled through to her, she wasn't available. That led to a very tense 30 minutes for everyone here at the Royal Commission. But at 10 o'clock, they did establish that connection. Now, the only person who can actually see Nicola Gobbo is the commissioner herself. That is because the former lawyer's appearance and her location are being kept a secret. But something that hasn't changed is her story. This is what she had to say say about Victoria Police. Obviously over time they became more and more, um, well let's say relaxed I suppose is one way of putting it, um, and it became a, not a joke but the way they treated it was like it was a joke because I would say um, if basically if you people don't know what you're doing then I'll end up dead and there will be a Royal Commission. And several underworld figures have lawyers in court. One of those underworld figures represented is Tony Mockbell. Chanel Vella reporting. Thank you very much, Chanel. More than 200 Australians have left the coronavirus epicentre of Wuhan after a mammoth evacuation operation. They're now setting up camp at the detention centre on Christmas Island. Chief reporter Chris Reason is there. And good morning to you. Yes, this uh, aerial evacuation operation has now come to a finish. Mission accomplished. The fourth and final plane has arrived here. All of the evacuees now have been moved from the airport out to the immigration detention centre to begin their 14 days in quarantine, with news that they could soon be joined by even more. The New Zealand rescue operation has offered to pick up those Australians who are still left standard, stranded in Wuhan who didn't manage managed to catch the Qantas flight on Sunday. Touchdown, two hours after leaving Learmont, the SkyTrader charter jet with a cargo unlike any it's carried before. As it prepared to park, the ground crew prepared to board. Dressed in protective clothing, head to toe, zero risk. There were 72 passengers on board, most families. The first emerged like all that followed, wearing face masks. They carried children and cabin bags dodging light rain and jumping onto minibuses. Of the total 243 evacuees, 89 are under 16, and it seems most of them were placed on this first flight. They would all be exhausted, so would the adults. They've run the nightmare of Wuhan, the flight to Australia, turnaround at Exmouth, and this final leg, waving as their seven-vehicle convoy headed under escort toward the next phase, quarantine on the island's infamous detention centre. Two taking the journey are Rob Kellett and Josh Nielsen, professional rollerbladers touring China. Got our golden ticket back home, guys. 
The aircraft, staffed with a volunteer cabin crew, came with a different kind of complimentary amenities kit. It's been a long day, full of emotions. At the airport, they suffered through excruciating delays. Rob, weary and torn. Thankful to be going, but worried for his girlfriend still trapped in China. Who knows what the right choice was, but it's a safer one. Now, provisions are being made for those left in Wuhan. A deal with the Kiwis will see Australians given seats on the Air New Zealand rescue flight, likely to leave by week's end. Thank you very much, Chris. Floral tributes continue to be placed to the site where four children lost their lives in Sydney on Saturday night. Locals are calling for the council to make the stretch of road safer. Samantha Brett has more. Well, this makeshift memorial here at the crash site continues to grow with mourners coming throughout the night and into this morning to pay their respects. And there were heartbreaking scenes here last night with hundreds of people gathering to support the parents of the four children who were killed in that horrific crash on Saturday night. A grieving mother surrounded by an overwhelming show of support. Us from death to life. Hundreds of locals from the Oatlands community came together, united in mourning at the place where four innocent young lives were tragically cut short. To lose a child is just heartbreaking. To lose three is just devastating. It's horrible. Um, the presence tonight is just to just to stand in solidarity and and peace and pray. Anthony, Angelina, Sienna and their cousin Veronique were killed by an alleged drunk driver on Saturday night. Despite the unimaginable heartache, the three siblings' mother Layla showed remarkable compassion, forgiving the man allegedly responsible for her children's death. I don't hate him. I think in my heart I forgive him, but I want the court to, to be fair. Right? It's all about fairness. 29-year-old accused drunk driver Samuel Davidson is said to be extremely remorseful. For the heartbroken families, they're finding comfort in their faith and the solidarity of their community. Now, there are calls this morning for the council to do something about this dangerous stretch of road, to put in signs and possibly even speed bumps to encourage the cars here to slow down in the wake of this tragedy. Britain's terrorists will no longer be automatically released from jail halfway through their sentence. The tougher measures are in response to the latest attack in London that saw two people stabbed by a man who had just been released from jail. Hugh Whitfield has the latest. After two terror attacks carried out by two convicted terrorists who were allowed out of jail under a policy of automatic early release, there is now huge pressure on Boris Johnson's government. His Justice Secretary telling the House of Commons there will be emergency legislation rushed through Parliament to keep terrorists locked up for longer and for their cases to go before a parole board hearing. Remarkably, that doesn't happen right now. Boris Johnson was meant to be giving a speech today about Brexit, it was sidetracked by the terror attack in South London where two people were stabbed. We do think it's time to take action to ensure that people, uh, irrespective of the law that we're bringing in, people in the current stream do not 
qualify automatically for early uh, release. The attacker in Streatham, 20-year-old Sadesh Aman, described today by his mother as a nice, polite boy, but we do know that he was convicted of 13 terror offences. And no one really knows what to do with all of these terrorists locked up in jail because a rehabilitation and de-radicalisation programs here clearly are not working. Hugh Whitfield reporting. Drones and drumlines will be reinstalled in Queensland waters just five months after the plan was abandoned. The federal government has kicked in $5 million to the project, which will see non-lethal shark control measures. The smart drumlines will roll out within the fortnight. Democratic candidates are competing in the first contest of the 2020 presidential election to see who'll go up against Donald Trump. US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney is there. After months, for some even years of campaigning, today marks the first major contest for the Democrats in the 2020 election. They've spent millions trying to win over voters. Now locals here in Iowa, the first voting state, will have their say on who they want to take on Donald Trump. The race is wide open, but the focus on Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, followed by Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg. Your, your vote does count as far as who you're representing tomorrow night. So, um, so Duty. I love a lot of things about Bernie. I think he's the only candidate that basically isn't beholden to corporations in this day and age. Tonight's caucus looks yes. nothing like a regular election day. Neighbours turn out at halls across the state to publicly show their support for a candidate, forming groups until a candidate reaches 15% support. A win here means momentum and money to stay in the campaign. Iowa has successfully predicted the past four Democratic nominees. Among the candidates, a handful hampered by the president impeachment trial. Amy Klobuchar, Sanders and Warren are all set to return from Washington here to Iowa tonight for what they each hope will be their campaign's celebration. An Air Canada plane has made an emergency landing in Madrid. The passenger jet had to circle Spain's capital to burn fuel after experiencing problems soon after takeoff. The airline said a tyre ruptured on takeoff and there were concerns part of the landing gear had entered an engine. A military jet flew alongside to help check for damage before the plane landed safely. Good morning, everyone. Melbourne Stars all-rounder Marcus Stoinis has been crowned the player of the Big Bash. His haul of 612 runs this season is the highest in the tournament and an unbeaten 147 against the Sydney Sixers, the highest score in BBL history. The Stars are desperate to snap a run of four straight defeats in Thursday night's grand final qualifier against Sydney Thunder at the MCG. We've had a couple of days off. We're going to uh, be at the MCG in a couple of days on Thursday. So hopefully a big crowd for us and uh, we'll sort that out. Yeah, he's had a great season. Stoinis there on Sunrise this morning. The winner will play the Sixers at the SCG in the final on Saturday night. You'll see both matches and the Bushfire Bash charity game. This will be a great occasion on Saturday afternoon. It'll be live and free on 7. Rugby League State of Origin Series is being launched this morning with Adelaide to host Game 1. Let's go live now to Chief League reporter Michelle Bishop. Michelle, good morning to you. Last year it was Perth. Now it's Adelaide's turn. 
Good morning, Jim. 40 years of one of the greatest sporting rivalries in the country will come together here on June 3 at the iconic Adelaide Oval for the Series Open of the 2020 State of Origin Series Open. And now, of course, we are deep in AFL territory, but organisers aren't concerned. They're still confident they will fill the stadium, and that is a capacity crowd of 53,000 Adelaide fans that will get to see the game live for the very first time. Now, they've wheeled out the big guns here today, of course, uh, Queensland coach Kevin Walton and Blues coach Brad Fittler. Now, we're still four months out from Game 1, but they are intense. They've had camps at the weekend, both of them with their potential players, and they're extremely eager to, to get on with the job. But for Freddie, the most important thing, of course, was the minerals in the turf and that all-important earthing. Plenty of minerals through here, a lot of magnesium. This will be wonderful for the New South Wales team. We'll have all the blatchies without their shoes on earthing as well. Uh, for our players to get the opportunity to run out on, the, on this uh, venue is uh, something very exciting for them and for, for our game. I agree with Brad 100% about sharing our great game amongst the other states. Now, I can tell you that the Queensland board has begun talks. Of course, Kevin Walters' coaching future, it basically hangs in the balance given uh, uh, the New South Wales dominance over the last couple of years. But uh, we will expect uh, an outcome of that probably after the series. They'd be not brave enough, I guess, to make a decision before then. No, yeah. absolutely, Michelle. Thanks for your time this morning. And Freddie, Freddie and that earthing, dear, oh, dear. Let's stay in Adelaide, everyone. Port Adelaide Vice-Captain Ollie Wines will miss the opening rounds of the AFL Premiership season after undergoing shoulder surgery. Geelong superstar Gary Ablett has revealed he plans to rest more and play less this season. The 35-year-old played 24 of 25 games last year, but this year he wants to preserve his body for the finals. I always talk about peaking at the right time. You know, I want to make sure, first of all, we win enough games to play finals footy, and if that is the case, then I'm feeling good, you know, come finals time. This will be the dual Brownlow medalist 19th and final season. The Super Bowl celebrations are in full swing for the Kansas City Chiefs MVP Patrick Mahomes. The architect of the comeback win over the San Francisco 49ers was front and centre at a parade at Disney World in Florida. Chiefs coach Andy Reid was asked if he spent the night with the famous Lombardi Trophy. I didn't really sleep last night, um, uh, but I didn't spend it with a trophy. Well, I did. I, I, spent, it with, I spent it with my trophy wife. How's that? <laughs> Andy and wife Tammy have been married for 38 years. Now, the AFL women's competition is being launched as we speak. We'll have some highlights of that launch this morning in 7 News at 4 and 6. Good on you, Jim. Okay. Thank you. It's weather time with David Brown. How's our land of contrast, Brownie? <laughs> It certainly is, isn't it, Anne? And uh, good morning to you. Yes, a refreshing southerly is now powering up the New South Wales coast as the southwest corner of WA sizzled. But having said that, look, we're expecting some welcome rainfall totals to build over large parts of southern Queensland and the eastern half of New South Wales in the days ahead. We're, in fact, uh, looking at seven-day totals. And, yes, some of them are huge along parts of the uh, coast. Let's go to the weather wall now. In fact, we're going to fly into Perth, where it's hot today, 41 degrees. In Melbourne, sharp contrast. It's cool, it's clear, and heading for around 21 degrees. Sydney, looking good today. Drier air. Humidity's gone, well, for a few days. Uh, today's top, around 24 degrees and lots of sunshine. And as we pop into Brisbane, unsettled. Just more showers sailing through and around 29 degrees. The 
tail end of this trough is driving the showery weather over the southeast corner of uh, Queensland at the moment. It's also producing a few showers along the uh, northern coast of New South Wales. To the south, we've got that trough that's sitting off the WA coast and it's drawing hot air into it across the southwest corner of the region. In fact, that should continue for most of tomorrow, although there is some relief expected. In fact, uh, for Perth, it should reach a top around 35 degrees tomorrow. For Adelaide, clear skies 28. Melbourne, fine mild around 23 degrees. Sydney tomorrow, cloudy but remaining fine. The forecast top at 26. Rain and storms for Brisbane, also 26 degrees. That's the latest weather. More details, 4 o'clock. See you then, Brownie. Thank you. And that's 7 News to now. We'll keep you up to date right throughout the day. I'm Ann Sanders. Thanks for your company. Have a lovely day.